This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. I acknowledged in my current blog that winter squash season is in full swing, which I always look forward to, except for when I still have winter squash from last year to use up. I'm holding off on cutting into a a couple of recently harvested squash I have on hand while I use up some frozen squash cubes that I've had since last season. And I think the most logical way to use those is going to be in a soup just because the texture is not going to be noticeable. I prefer my squash soups pureed, silky, so that'll break down very nicely, and the flavor will still still be really delicious, particular, particularly combined with some apple or some pear and sweetened with maybe some coconut milk. I also confess to having... <laughs> A can of Libby's Pure Pumpkin in my pantry from last season and and um, certainly am guilty of just that impulse purchase when those 19-ounce cans become available the month or so before Thanksgiving for maybe a dollar or less, particularly at Food for Less in Medford. So it's hard to resist picking up that can and figuring I'll do something with it. Definitely we'll do something with it over the next year. I thought that I might use it as a sauce for a quote unquote breakfast pizza recipe that I saw last year, maybe as a lasagna filling with a bechamel sauce and some chanterelles or other fresh mushrooms would be delicious. And even stuffed into some prepared wonton wrappers for a semi-homemade type ravioli, which I love in sage-infused brown butter. Those were all the thoughts running through my head. It actually never materialized. I thought, well, better use up that can of squash, or pumpkin rather, which, which actually is squash. I did a little bit of research on this a couple of years back on what goes into Libby's Pure Pumpkin. And in fact, they do acknowledge on their website that it is a proprietary type of winter squash that they grow specifically for their canning purposes, that it is in fact not a true pumpkin, which is all well and good because there's a lot of squash varieties that are much better for use in baking than actual pumpkin varieties. We just have this nostalgia, this connotation with pumpkin pie and all things pumpkin. But it is, in fact, um, an undisclosed variety of winter squash proprietary to the Libby's brand. So, of course, that means that you could make a pumpkin pie with any kind of squash, but it is really better, not just more convenient, but the product is better to use the canned pure pumpkin in a lot of applications. Not the pumpkin pie filling that has the spices already and, and some sweetener, but the just the pure pumpkin. And even chefs have been known to acknowledge that 
that's a better product because of the way it's processed nine times out of 10 than what you're going to be able to produce in your home kitchen from a fresh squash that's broken down, seeded, peeled maybe, and prepared whether through steaming, roasting, whatever. It, it just pays to, to get the can of, of pure pumpkin, which is why I like to buy them, not just for pumpkin pie. And to that end, I posted a recipe on my current blog for a pumpkin pecan streusel coffee cake. I am one of those people who's kind of a sucker for pumpkin pie spice, that flavor this time of year. In more things than just pumpkin pie, the pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving doesn't really provide my pumpkin fix for the season. So I do like it in other things. And I particularly liked the idea of this coffee cake because a lot of traditional coffee cakes, certainly the one my mom always made with a streusel topping, and she has frequently made it from Bisquick over the years, it's always dry. I'm just not a fan of that really um, light, but not very moist texture. I prefer my cakes cakey and, and just a, you know, a little heavier, a little denser, a little moister. And the canned pumpkin certainly imparts that, as well as some vitamins and some fiber you're not going to get with just a kind of white flour coffee cake. So there's three components to this recipe for pumpkin pecan streusel coffee cake from Tribune News Service that's posted on my current blog, The Whole Dish, www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And those components are the cinnamon pecan streusel, the cake, and the glaze. It calls for a pan that's nine inches across the top and one and a half inches deep. I happen to have a nine inch round cake pan that would work really well for this. You can also use an eight by eight baking dish. But it starts with the cinnamon pecan streusel. And I'll, I'll run through the main ingredients, some of which are replicated in, in a couple of different phases of the recipe. There's, there's flour, there's dark brown sugar, there's pumpkin pie spice, there's butter, there's pecans, baking soda, salt, an egg, solid pack canned pumpkin that we discussed, vanilla, confectioner sugar, instant espresso granules, optional, and a tablespoon milk or half and half. So it starts by making the cinnamon pecan streusel with a half cup flour, a quarter cup packed dark brown sugar, and a half to a teaspoon pumpkin pie spice. And that can be to taste. Some people's preference for pumpkin pie spice is a lot more than others. So for the streusel, in a medium bowl, mix the half cup flour, the quarter cup packed dark brown sugar, the half to one teaspoon pumpkin pie spice, and a pinch of salt. Add to that a quarter cup softened unsalted butter. And if you've ever made a streusel, you know that it's very easy to just use your fingertips. You know, wash your hands, of course. Use your fingertips to rub the butter into the flour mixture until it resembles coarse crumbs. This process takes a couple of minutes. You kind of have to be persistent with it, work away at it. But it is very simple 
probably easier than getting the food processor bowl dirty for, for something that's that straightforward. And once that resembles coarse crumbs, add three quarter cup chopped pecans and then using your hands again squeeze and gently clump the streusel into small shaggy clumps with those pecans this can be made a day in advance leave it covered at room temperature now to prepare the cake batter heat the oven to 350 degrees fahrenheit grease that nine inch round cake pan or you can use an eight by eight pan again this needs to be at least one and a half inches deep with some nonstick cooking spray, just lightly coat it. And for the cake in a small bowl, mix one and a half cups flour, two teaspoons pumpkin pie spice, three quarter teaspoon baking soda, and a half teaspoon salt. Stir that together. And then into a large separate bowl, Put a half a cup, which is a stick of unsalted butter that's been softened, and beat that with a hand mixer. This instruction does say you can use a wooden spoon. That's going to take a lot of elbow grease. I would definitely go for the electric mixer because you're going to beat that until it's light and creamy in texture for two to three minutes. Into the butter, beat three-quarter cup packed dark brown sugar, as well as one egg. You're going to continue to beat that until it's incorporated, until it's light again and and smooth. Add the can, excuse me, it's a cup of solid pack canned pumpkin. So it's not going to, it's probably going to be that small can of Libby's, which I think is somewhere in the neighborhood of of about 14 and a half ounces. It's a standard size can. The large can that makes two pies is 19 ounces. So if you're using that large can, you're not going to use quite all of it to achieve a cup of solid pack canned pumpkin. Add that to the butter, sugar, egg mixture, along with a teaspoon vanilla. Mix that all together well. Dump it into the flour, dump in the flour mixture into the large bowl. Remember, the flour mixture was in the smaller bowl. And using gentle strokes with a rubber spatula, just incorporate the flour into the batter. Be careful not to overmix, or the cake texture will be tough, as so often can happen with quick breads. If you're trying to get every single lump out, you overwork it and it isn't soft, it, it's a tougher texture, which is not desirable. So into that greased pan, scrape the batter and smooth the top, and then evenly crumble the streusel mixture over the top of the cake. Bake that in the center of the preheated 350-degree oven until wooden pick inserted in the center is comes out clean, and that's going to take about 35 minutes. Cool on a wire rack until it's just warm. And while it's baking, you can mix up the glaze. And that calls for, again, a third cup confectioner's sugar, a half teaspoon instant espresso granules, which are optional. But espresso granules are so fine, you're not going to get any grit like eating coffee grounds. Espresso granules, in fact, are used fairly often in baking. I just saw a story from Tribune News Service with 
several recipes based around baking with espresso granules, which I think is sort of a unique take for some people that can maybe add some interest to your basic baked goods. In this case, it's going to just add that little slight note of bitterness that's going to offset the sweetness of the pumpkin, dark brown sugar, this pumpkin pie spice. It's a nice little contrast. So if you have them on hand, if that sounds appealing, a half teaspoon instant espresso granules, and this also takes about a tablespoon milk or half and half. And in a small bowl, mix the third cup confectioner sugar, the half teaspoon instant espresso granules or not, and then dribble in the milk or half and half until the mixture forms a smooth, thick glaze that you can drizzle easily. You may not need all of the milk or half and half, or you may need a little bit more. It's an approximate quantity until you reach this smooth, thick texture that drizzles over the cake. Using the tines of a fork, just swirl that glaze over the top of the cake, just kind of gently whirling it around. Let cool until the glaze is set, and then using a serrated knife, cut wedges of the cake for serving, and that makes eight to ten servings of pumpkin, pecan, streusel coffee cake, a nice little seasonal addition to all things pumpkin, all things pumpkin pie spice in November. Find that recipe originally published by Tribune News Service on my current blog, The Whole Dish, from November 7th under the headline, Canned Pumpkin Lends Moisture and Fiber to Cake. And that can be found at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And it's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Thank you for listening to The Whole Dish.